0: Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. Green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. gal are one and the same person she's a bright new comedy star sandy duncan bad checks uh uh well you printed them this guy this guy this guy and this guy are also one and the same person he's funny man dean jones (laughs) and these two deserve each other you're not listening to me we're going to be rich beyond our wildest dreams Oh, honey, I always knew you'd make good. Even when Papa kept saying, don't marry that no good lazy, you know. In Walt Disney Productions 24 carat comedy, Million Dollar Duck. <laughs> the fun begins when science professor Dooley inherits a radiated dropout duck named Charlie, who flunks every lab test in the book. <laughs> oh, come on, Dooley. Get that stupid duck out of here. A duck? Dooley gives Charlie to his son. <laughs> But I want a puppy! I want a dumb old duck. Don't bother your father with that now. He has little enough on his mind as it is. Then discovers the dingy duck lays gold eggs. You're looking at a believer. <sighs> when the dog barks, the duck lays an egg. I don't know why. Well, that's not the way my mother explained it to me. I mean, this duck is, it's, uh, strange. Oh. Now feathers fly when Katie spills the beans. Honey, buddy! Yeah, what you told me to! Oh, no, 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 Evidently some kind of a new, no, uh, a gangland code word. <laughs> no, no, just plain duck, you know, quack, quack. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> wants his duck. Charlie! Dooley wants his million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Katie wants her happy home. Why, you hit my husband! Till death do us in. Fred wants his share. I'd like a gold license for my little ducky who lays gold eggs. Hooper oh. wants his evidence. If anything happen back there? No. Albert, he knows. We know you got a duck here somewhere. A duck? And internal revenueers want them all. <laughs> <laughs> government. Government. Oh. How on you get out of here! Move along, folks. I'll break it up. It's official United States government business. Government? How wonder you got everything all lost up? Never before has there been such a hilarious gold rush of motion-picture entertainment for everyone. What Why are you trying to pull out, Dooley? Well, what do you think, Hooper? I'm waiting for a street car! It's a wild, improbable, funny story about a get-rich duck with Dean Jones, Sandy Duncan, Tony Roberts, Joe Flynn, James Gregory and Charlie in Walt Disney Productions' 24-carat comedy, Million Dollar Duck. Ah. The Vacation Kingdom of the World in Florida, Walt Disney World, opens October 1971.
1: Welcome everyone to another Animal Filled episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I of course am Dan Tietz. And joining us tonight? I'm Kyra Hawkins. I need to work on that. I really do. You're fine you're fine because it makes it interesting. I don't know when she's gonna come in, what she's gonna say.
2: I hope everyone else enjoys my embarrassment. <laughs>
1: Hey, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here if it weren't for my embarrassment a hundred episodes ago. So. <laughs> All right. We are here tonight, if you listened to last week's and you did last week's homework, to talk about the june thirtieth, nineteen seventy one summer non blockbuster, the million dollar duck. It did five point one million dollars in revenue, which equates to only thirty six point four million dollars which I don't think would pay Tom Cruise's budget for Top Gun Maverick.
2: No.
1: So Top Gun would not be able to have Maverick for this budget or for this revenue.
2: Top Gun wouldn't be able to have a plane with this revenue.
1: <laughs> this is true. So we, we are putting this all into perspective for you, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what we actually do here at Be Kind Rewind. We, we break it down into days, Multi-million-dollar airplane budget. So, I take it that this was one of your movies that you had on repeat when you were watch when you were growing up.
2: No, I had never heard of it before you assigned it. I, I didn't know what to
1: expect at all. And I think I actually told you. Hold back to our to our notes. Oh, I said it was kooky fun. That was my initial response.
2: Yeah, it's definitely kooky.
1: Okay, so tune in (laughs) next week for another episode. That's (laughs) it, it's kooky. Alright. Alright, so the synopsis, which comes to us as always, care of Wikipedia, goes a little something like this. Scientist Albert Dooley, played by Dean Jones, struggles to pay the bills. His wife Katie gets a recipe for applesauce wrong and gives it to her husband to take to work for lunch, hoping it will help cut down on the budget in a humorous chain reaction duck Albert is testing steals the applesauce after Albert has thrown it away in the the trash and then wanders into a radiation lab and becomes irradiated Albert is ordered to get rid of the duck so he figures he can give it to his son Jimmy who has always been wanting a pet only only to discover that it now lays eggs with solid gold yolks in a Pavlovian manner The duck, named Charlie, despite being female, lays an egg when prompted by the barking of a dog. At first, the only ones who know of Charlie's golden yolks are Albert, Katie, Jimmy, and Albert's friend Fred, but as they start to sell the yolks of gold, they gain the attention of a suspicious neighbor, Mr. Hooper, who is a government bureaucrat from the U.S. Treasury Department. Hooper spies on the Dooley's in a haphazard manner often suffering mishaps such as falling off a tree branch after being yelled at by his wife to leave the neighbors alone however hooper sees a gold yoke laid firsthand with fred and albert celebrate hubert warns his boss hooper excuse me warns his boss rutledge about the economic upheaval although rutledge doesn't believe hooper at first a series of nationwide phone calls among politicians spreads rumors culminating in Rutledge getting a phone call from President Nixon himself ordering him to capture the duck Albert becomes greedy and no longer cares for his son which saddens Jimmy the Treasury Department officials with Hooper soon arrive at the house and order the family to turn over the duck Jimmy watching the watching from upstairs 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 climbs out the window with Charlie and then rides off with a couple of teenage boys in their hot rod, as the government officials try to seize Charlie. Jimmy is then suspended between two parking garages and Albert attempts to convince his son to to grab his hand before the ladder falls. Jimmy tells his dad to go away, believing he only wants to save Charlie. But when the ladder begins to break, he grows fearful and and realizes that his dad is there to help. Right before the ladder falls, Albert saves Jimmy. Immediately afterwards, Albert is arrested for owning gold as a private citizen, The family ends up in court and the judge breaks an egg into a glass after Mr. Hooper unsuccessfully and then Albert successfully barks at the dog to prompt the laying of an egg which is surprisingly turns out to be an ordinary egg yolk as the effects of the radiation have worn off. The judge dismisses the case as there is no proof of the duck laying golden eggs and Albert tells the family that the golden duck was nice while it lasted. But at least they can keep their duck, keep the duck for their pet. Now realizing that family is more important than wealth, the judge remarks to Jimmy, "If that duck ever lays another gold egg, bury it quick." The end. So I take it that you did not think this was kooky fun, since you started laughing at me when I, when I read what I had told you.
2: Yeah, uh, I thought it had. Here is the thing: it should have been fun. There were fun parts, but like at least to me overall, I didn't super enjoy it. Um and I don't really know why because I like that kind of silliness and I don't know. It just there was just something missing. I don't really know what it was. Was it because
1: Sandy Duncan was in it?
2: No. Well, like, honestly, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she played Peter Pan until you mentioned it. Um, I think it was in the last episode we recorded. So um, I didn't know who she was at all.
0: Um,
2: I wanted to think she was funny because, like, the character that she plays is an idiot. And, like, written that way on purpose for comic relief. No, not comic relief because it's not a drama. But, like, it's supposed to be funny. But I just found myself annoyed by everything she did.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. She was probably the grown worthy part of the movie for me. And having covered what we've done three or four Dean Jones movies together.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I liked it, but there were parts that didn't add to it. And it was mainly her going to the different gold repositories and selling the gold eggs but we are getting far afield into the actual movie without actually actually breaking down them um dean jones is broke plain and simple we're not we can we can't pass that part up he was broke had past due notices all over his table and then his kid comes in wanting fifty dollars for a dog
2: yes and so initially i was like okay it shows that he was like most likely to succeed and Mm -hmm. everything was going well. So it's like, why does he have so many problems here? And then when we meet Katie, his wife, there's, he is like telling her, you know, we've got to rein in our spending. Um, What does he say? Economize. Uh, He's like, it just seems like she's kind of a spendthrift. Who can't cook.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that is made very evident when he comes in and she's making applesauce with the fan on. And flipping back and forth between pages. The fan's flipping back and forth between pages. And she's adding garlic. And I think there was mustard in it?
2: Yes. So, like, I don't think we knew what she was making. Cause she's like just stirring and stirring. And then she's like, okay, cinnamon. She looks in the book and she goes to get the cinnamon. and Then it shows the <laughs> fan below the page to a, like, it turns the page and then she goes back and looks and it's like, I think she added mustard, garlic, curry powder. Yes. And you can like see in her face, like that she knows something's wrong, but she doesn't take a second look at the book to see what, page she's on or like double check the recipe and she's just not even measuring anything she's just dumping it in all (laughs) willy-nilly
1: yeah and i don't know if you're a fan of friends yeah
2: i grew up with it
1: there's an episode where i think monica makes a trifle and it's like two pages that are glued or that are stuck together in the cookbook and it starts off with this delicious um, fruit souffle and then it ends up with like shepherd's pie or something like it I
2: remember I remember this episode yeah
1: this is what that struck me as without it going quite as far as that episode and of course Dean being the loving husband he's not going to tell her oh this is the worst thing that you've made today because obviously <laughs> she can't cook but she's trying to economize yeah, and so she, he takes, she, she takes it, and she puts it in, and he takes it to work the next day.
2: So this made me laugh because he's like, we've got to figure out how to cut back. And He says something about she can't be going to the dress shop. Um, like, he's telling her she has to rein in her spending. Yes. And she's like, oh, I know what we could do. You could just save all that money that you spent on lunch and take your lunch. And you just see from his face, like, this is my least favorite of the Dean Jones movies that we've covered. But, um, like, I don't know, his expressions just tell everything. He's like, I don't, really don't want to do that.
1: So, so yeah, she packs his lunch, and I think it was a sandwich, which you don't find out what type of sandwich, and then this huge container of applesauce. And he is working in the Psycho-Bio Research Laboratory. Which does animal testing.
2: Yeah, weren't they like testing animal behavior for some, I don't I don't know that I caught why.
1: I think they were trying to determine animals' IQs. And so, the duck named Charlie, which had several different sex changes during the movie. Mm-hmm. Which, I, I take it by your, mm-hmm, we'll discuss that as we get into it.
2: No, it's just like there was no consistency.
1: Yeah, because it starts off with it being get him out of here when he buzzes the buzzer instead of going after the corn. And then when he takes him takes it home. See I, I can't I can't judge his gender anymore. The wife calls it a she and then we're back to a he and then we're back to a she and then the duck lays the egg.
2: Yeah, oh, I think it lays an egg in the lab. Yes. Because, um, like, as, as a bit of foreshadowing, I guess, it lays the egg. The other professor, like, picks up the egg and throws it in the trash, and you see it break open, and it's just a normal egg.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we are jumping ahead because apparently this lab was the same lab that Bruce Banner was working in because there was gamma radiation. <laughs>
2: For a second, I was like, did they shoot it there?
1: No. That (laughs) would have been great, but no. Bruce Banner was exposed to gamma radiation, as was Charlie the Duck, and I kept waiting for the duck to get angry and turn green and start smashing things, but that would be a whole different movie. It does turn green towards the end. This is true. But there's no smash. No, no smash. Except for the eggs. So, the duck gets brought home and the son gets told well we can't afford a dog so we're giving you a duck and the next door neighbor has a very obnoxious dog that actually made my dog go crazy when we first started watching it because my dog is very alpha and does not like other dogs barking even if it is three doors down two streets over and he's dead asleep he'll wake up and start barking for no reason So, the dog barks, and Charlie lays the first golden egg, and suddenly, Dean sees dollar signs.
2: Yeah. So, every time the duck lays an egg, there's, like, a little ding sound. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That... I couldn't decide... I mean, I understand why they put that there. Like, it, it tells the viewer, like, oh, there's an egg. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I couldn't decide if it was like cute or annoying. Um, but so he take, I think she lays like three or four eggs that first day
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he's going to bury them. Cause like they can't eat them. This duck has been exposed to radiation. It's probably not safe. I don't know that burying radioactive eggs is the answer either. Albert. <laughs> I think th- we keep calling him Dean, but his character's name is Albert. And <laughs> he goes to bury the eggs, and he's in a bathrobe in fuzzy slippers. And I just thought, why is he digging with a shovel in fuzzy slippers that he's then going to wear back inside? Those things are going to be so nasty.
1: In the front yard.
2: It Was it in the front yard?
1: I think it was in the front yard. That's
2: even worse. And, yeah, he, he thinks he's just burying eggs until um, he hits one with a shovel, and it's solid.
1: Yeah, and so that's where he starts seeing dollar signs. But he doesn't really want to do anything because he wants to make sure that they are solid gold. Mm-hmm. So he takes it to another... or I think he takes a piece of one of the eggs. I don't think he takes the... No, he does take the whole thing because they're yeah. like, how did it get that shape? And he's like, well, it was a very specific um, load that we had found.
2: Yeah, he like... He wants to check it out and make sure it's what he thinks it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he covers well, I think.
1: Yeah. And so once, and so he also tests it with aqua regia, which I think is actually a um liquid that you use to actually test, like the carrot of a gold egg, or yeah, a gold egg, of gold. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is scrambled tonight, pun intended. So that's a good one. He tests it and it comes up and that's where he decides to go ahead and have the other department test it. And they tell him that yeah it's it's gold with apple pectin, which is obvious, and like a couple of other ingredients that were actually from the apples.
2: Yeah.
1: And so my first question that now that I'm thinking about it a couple of days after watching the movie, if you found a way for your duck to make gold eggs, wouldn't you think you would ask your, and pardon me for saying it, your ditzy wife, Oh no, she's ditzy. to try to remake the applesauce that's made you these golden eggs? Or do you think that he would be afraid that she would mess it up and actually make regular apples?
2: I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't, because she is not smart. Like, part of me was, like, I think irritated because I don't like to see that kind of portrayal. Um, Like, there needed to be a, she's the only woman in the movie. Like, it would have been nice to have, well, the neighbor's wife. Um,
1: Who came off as overbearing and always wanting to know what her husband was up to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been nice to have some kind of positive female portrayal instead mm-hmm. of just Katie's an idiot. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't trust her. Like, then he finds out – well, I don't think he's told his attorney friend
1: mm-hmm. about
2: the eggs. I don't – oh, he tells her about the eggs.
1: Well, and actually, the-, the only reason why he told the attorney was he because the attorney caught him burying the eggs – that first night, so he had to let him in on the on the scheme.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think at, at the beginning, the attorney is also having some money problems. Yeah. He needs cases for rent, so he can pay his rent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, he tells Katie, like, hey, this duck is, like, special. <laughs> and he finds out she's given the duck to a farmer.
1: Because, all because her son didn't want... A duck, instead he wanted a dog. And so they have to go and retrieve the special duck. That looks like identical
2: to the other hundreds of ducks.
1: Yes, and they actually leave the duck. They basically let the ducks out of the little pen that they're in. And the ducks start wandering off and start going everywhere. And so Albert and the lawyer start chasing the ducks, trying to reel them in. And meanwhile, Charlie is walking over towards the sun, unbeknownst to anybody, until Charlie starts hugging on him and screaming, oh, I've got my duck back. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, let's make sure this is actually the duck. And they make him produce another egg. By barking at the duck. Yes, because that seems to be the trigger For the laying of the egg. And so they go back and they start trying to create eggs. And Katie gets a phone call saying that she had written some bed check the next morning.
2: After they have said, do not tell anybody. Like, we've got to protect this duck and like work out all the legal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, do not share this information with anyone.
1: Yeah, and I had actually written down, leave it up to a woman in a movie to louse things up.
2: Yeah, I will. No, let's not generalize that, but I also wrote, all of these problems could have been avoided, and actually, we might have even got a better movie if Katie hadn't messed it all up.
1: Yeah, possibly.
2: I mean, there were other directions they could have gone, but like you said, the bank calls and tells her she's written some hot checks and you've got to come like make deposits so that your insufficient funds are taken care of or that you're going to be in trouble.
1: Yeah. You're going to end up going to jail or we're going to have to call your husband. Yeah. Cause that's the thing that you do in the sixties. You call the husband and tell him that his wife's written bad checks.
2: Yeah. Well, and like the whole time they're on the phone, she's just like making things like she's making herself look stupider. Um, she's like, can't you just print more checks? Can not you just print more money or whatever? And,
1: No, I think what she says is, well, you were the one, you you gave me the checks.
2: Yeah. Like, as long as I have checks, I have money, right? Yeah. Um, That kind of mindset, which, like, I guess I could be kinder. Like, I have (laughs) known people who did not understand that having checks didn't mean you had money. Yeah. But I, I just, yeah. Katie gets her, she goes to the bank and tries to deposit a golden egg.
1: Yeah, and so that doesn't work, and so she goes to, she's like, well, where should I take this? And they tell her, and so she goes and gets a check for, I can't remember how much the first egg was actually sold for.
2: I think they decided they were like $900 each.
1: Um,
2: so, yeah, she takes it and sells it to her refinery.
1: And then that- she comes back, cashes the check, and all the problems are solved. Quote-unquote problems are solved. And of course, she goes shopping because, I mean, what not else? to generalize, what, but what are you supposed to do when you got money in the bank except for spend it and can't bounce more checks? And...
2: Yeah. Katie's parents didn't teach her about money. No. But why would they? She had a husband to handle that. Yeah,
1: true. So she comes home, tells Albert her secret. And the attorney's there, and they're trying to figure out the best way to monetize the gold eggs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, let's go ahead and let her do it, because all they did was laugh at her. But don't you don't put too many at one refinery. Which kind of makes me wonder, how many refineries are there in this town?
2: Yeah, where was she going? So it made me think of, um, at the beginning of that darn cat, where, like, they're using the money at different places mm-hmm. throughout the state to try to throw,
1: um,
2: yeah. to try to throw the um, investigators off their tail, and they're kind of doing the same, like using that same
1: mm-hmm.
2: method with the gold eggs. Like, you've gotta spread them out so nobody gets suspicious.
1: Yeah, but of course the government always gets suspicious, and they leap to the mafia being the reason for the gold, and then the next thing that we hear is oh well don't worry about it it's all under wraps and then you see Joseph Stalin sitting talking on the phone I think Winston Churchill Mm -hmm. uh, some badly well actually he was actually an Asian so he was an Asian talking on the phone and say well we'll make it for half of what they are and then we'll be good
2: (laughs) I wrote it down he says get blueprint for U.S. duck and make plastic at half price yes um. Yeah, I'd like that caught my attention because I was like, oh, that's just kind of a little bit gross. Yeah. Um, but it was over real quick. And we get like a Nixon cameo, not yes. the actual Nixon, but that that did make me laugh. Um,
1: oh, I am not a crook.
2: Because <laughs> he's like, we've got to get that duck. Meanwhile, like while the government is tipped off to, you know, something weird's going on and... Um, you know, the investigation is, like, mounting or whatever. They're just out there blowing money.
1: Well, actually, no. That's not true. It's Katie's blowing money. The lawyer's b- blowing money. Albert's still being frugal, with the exception of him driving the car that he was supposed to get after the El Dorado race.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I that uh, That scene caught my attention because, um, yeah, he goes to test drive a car and um, the salesman was not Mr. Banks, but it was like he looked similar enough and he was English and <laughs> it just was so similar to um, when he's buying. The, it made me think of when he's like, I got to have a real car or yeah. I'm only half a man.
1: So I don't think he ever fully gave in to the Spend what you're making on the duck. Everybody else was out shopping because Katie needed money to be able to keep selling the eggs. And, of course, the big hotshot attorney needed a big hotshot car to be able to get the big hotshot clients.
0: Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, the next door neighbor who just happens to work for the Fed is starting to put two and two together. And he's like, no, it's, it's just a duck. And then I think one of the lines was, "Oh, that's the new term for the for something that the mafia is doing." He's like, "No, it's just a duck quack quack." And so they start trying to move in on it. And meanwhile, the boy is with a couple of I don't know how you would describe the dune buggy owner.
2: Um, like neighborhood teenagers that um I don't know they were like kind of cool kids.
1: Well, yeah, they they had Kurt Russell's Dune buggy. <laughs>
2: they were kind of, um, they were kind of obnoxious, I guess. But then there's also like, of course, um, the adults in the movie think they're obnoxious. I guess they were driving kind of wild. Yeah. But um, yeah. So what's the little guy's name? Jimmy.
1: Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was the Jimmy was the son.
2: Yeah. So Jimmy takes Charlie. Um, he's hanging out with the big cool kids. Um, Katie's like, Oh, they were going to take him for a ride in their whatever car or whatever. And, um, this is where like, it really becomes clear that, uh, Albert's priorities are completely out of whack Mm because he's more worried about the duck than he is his son. He goes over there like the ducks glowing green. They're playing with it and trying to buy the duck from Jimmy. And
1: for $2
2: for $2, and then so Albert busts in and he's you know, he tells Jimmy to go home or whatever and he's like, No, they're gonna take us for a ride in the car and he's like, Uh, you're not taking this duck in that car.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was more worried about the duck than his own son. Yeah. Which- and
1: and <laughs> so the at that point the feds knock on the door and Charlie's upstairs with Jimmy. And he climbs out the window and goes next door and gets in the hot rod, and they take off. And then we have a car chase Mm -hmm. through whatever city it is, which ends up with Albert somehow on a um, ladder truck. Yeah,
2: like a cherry picker? Yeah. Are they they still called that?
1: Depends on on what part of the country you're, you're from. I have heard cherry picker. They're called ladder trucks in... In my part of the country, but...
2: Well, (laughs) uh, I'm in Oklahoma, and we call them cherry pickers.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, Albert ends up on a cherry picker, and he almost dies four times during the car chase.
2: Yeah. There were... um, This was kind of one of those things where it was like, it could have been funnier, but it was like the same kind of joke over and over, I thought. Um, Well. Go ahead. One thing I did write down, because, like, we've established that Katie is an idiot. Um, she says words wrong. Like, she's just not smart. Um, and so during this chase, they're, like, coming up towards the bridge, and she yells, you're going to decaptivate him. Katie, no.
1: Yeah, I actually I actually wrote that part down.
2: <laughs> um, I I did laugh out loud at that, just because... I mean, I had to rewind to make sure that I heard it right.
1: (laughs) So, meanwhile, the duck gets away, and Charlie... Charlie is the duck, my bad. Charlie and Jimmy get away, and they end up in a moving van, just to escape the police for a little bit. And somehow they climb into a washer that was in the moving van, and... I actually wrote down, isn't it dangerous for a kid to be in a washer even if it's not plugged in? Yes. So, why didn't this one get a content warning?
2: That's a good question.
1: Because, I mean, growing up, we had a washer and a dryer downstairs. And that was mainly because we didn't have a porch or a um, carport to actually put one in or a garage. So... I was actually in a dryer for like three revolutions before my mom came down, figured out what was going on, and pulled me out. And there were kids there. and yes. It's so, okay. I, I still remember the two and two are orange.
2: <laughs> I uh, I mean, I can't say I haven't climbed in a washer or dryer when I was a little kid because I would play hide-and-seek with my cousins. Because
1: mm-hmm. that's where you go because they never yeah. look for you.
2: Yeah. But like, yeah, somehow – Jimmy and Charlie end up in a trash truck. I think they're about to get crushed or something, Mm -hmm. and they get rescued from that. Um, That actually, I think, happens right before the chase uh, with the ladder truck. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, the ladder truck part of the chase ends, and um, I think maybe they're at the top of a parking garage or something, or top of a building.
1: Yes, which the cherry picker slash... Ladder truck slash utility pole truck, whatever we're going to call it, depending on what part of the country or world you're in, is actually sitting, blocking the entrance to this garage. And of course, Albert just climbs over and takes off running after Charlie and the duck and the two ne'er-do-well kids from down the road. And of course, they, somehow the somehow the feds get in and they're chasing him and... Jimmy almost dies.
0: Yeah.
2: That scene I thought was a little too much. Um he he like is going on a ladder that's a, I don't really even remember. Um but he's like Albert's like give me the duck, like let me help you get off this ladder and he's just trying to get away from dad cuz he's mm-hmm. like you're going to hurt the duck or whatever. Um until until it starts to break. And then he's like, "Oh daddy, help." <laughs> And the, the, I don't even know how to describe it, but like the scene, the shot of their hands reaching for each other was just, just like it was too much. It was like you, it was so obviously fake. Um, I know. It, I don't know. I just was like, oh, really?
1: <laughs> no children were harmed in the filming of this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a Disney movie. There's happy ending. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But. Well. Yeah, I just, I thought that the latter part was just a little overdone.
1: Yeah, so Jimmy gets rescued by his dad. And the duck gets arrested and put into protective custody. Mm -hmm. And he's got like a 10 cop um, protection group taking an armored truck, carrying the duck. Inside of a steel case to the court. So that way they can hear the case and figure out what's going on. And
2: Yeah. Well, like, Albert was arrested, maybe? And,
1: um... Of course I... he had his friend representing him because he's a lawyer.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the... I don't remember what he was charged with. But, like, uh... I wonder how much time had passed. Because, like, you don't just have a trial the next day. Yeah. Um... But, like, the whole courtroom scene was kind of, I don't know, I felt kind of meh about it. Um, It was kind of funny to see the neighbor, like, barking at the duck in court.
1: Yeah. Albert was arrested for owning gold as a private citizen.
2: Is that a thing?
1: That's what Wikipedia says. And we all know that Wikipedia never lies, but... I mean, I don't think that's a thing, because especially with the late-night infomercials where they're selling, like, $50 gold pieces. Or I don't know if it was the amount of gold that he actually had that made him a threat to national security or to...
2: It was, like, something to do with, like, it would ruin the economy or something. Yeah. One guy with a... Okay. Whatever.
1: Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but we also don't know how many eggs that duck has laid during this time.
2: Yeah. Well, if it's a million dollar duck and it
1: was... $900 won- an ounce or $900 an egg. To find A thousand um, <laughs> one hundred
2: and eleven, I think.
1: Uh, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah. One thousand
1: one hundred and eleven
2: point 11 11, eleven eleven eleven. So twelve hundred eggs. Yeah. That's a lot of eggs for... A couple weeks. Yeah. They must have been barking at that duck a lot.
1: Yeah, they must have been barking at the duck nonstop while they weren't sleeping. They were taking shifts to...
2: Yeah. Well, and then, so, like, the duck, they finally get it to lay an egg in court, because, like, of course, the neighbor's trying to prove that it will lay golden eggs, and the judge is not believing it. And Charlie lays a regular egg because something about half-life. I don't know, science. Yeah, I...
1: I think the I think it was because the half life of the gamma radiation had worn off in addition to the fact that he was standing on the battery, which shortened the half life of the radiation.
2: Right. Um
1: science. Yes. Disney science.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so lays a normal egg, case dismissed, everybody um goes home. I I don't think there's anything after this really. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, it goes straight to credits. Um, I wonder what their life was like after this, because like they still have to go live next door to um that grouchy neighbor.
1: Yeah, who now knows the truth, and now will be trying to. Well, of course he knows that the duck can't lay eggs, other than normal happy duck eggs. But. Yeah.
2: Well, they're still like radioactive, right? He's the ducks. Still, well, I guess if the radiation wore off, it do, doesn't matter, but I, don't know. I wouldn't eat those eggs. I don't really like duck eggs, actually.
1: I've never had a duck egg, so I, I, or if I did, I didn't know that was what it was or whatever.
2: I, I we were given some, <laughs> um, and I was like excited to try it, and I it just wasn't for me.
1: I don't like ducks, so I'll pick
2: chickens, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the movie,
1: so we will be putting this one into the shred bin for later because this is definitely not one that either of us will be rewatching.
2: No, no, I don't even think I could get my kids to sit well, my one kid, I have you know the other one's twenty, and she wouldn't watch it anyways, <laughs> but I don't think that I don't think that Keats would watch it.
1: It's not her cup of tea.
2: No, I could see her like, I mean, in the opening credits, there's like a cute little animated duck. Mm-hmm. I could see her like being like, "Oh, that's cute," and then that's
1: it. Yeah, once once she gets it, once she gets introduced to Sandy Duncan. Yeah. That would be the end of the million dollar experiment. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any further notes before we move on to the quick three questions?
2: only that um the lawyer friend um i think his name is fred uh, he's got like that kind of 70s uh like kind of poofy hairdo <laughs> it, he was giving will ferrell like i all i could see was will ferrell during points
1: i could i could definitely see that especially during the semi-pro movie
2: yeah it was a it was a little distracting a couple times because i was trying to pay attention to this movie, and <laughs> it would just show him talking, and I'm like, I'd do a double take, like, oh, it looks like Will Ferrell.
1: And then you'd be waiting for John C. Raleigh to walk in and say, shake it me!
2: <laughs> oh, that, yeah, let's redo this movie with those two. It would either be <clears throat> really good or really, really bad.
1: Well, I mean, we've watched worse, and I do love Will Ferrell, so I would not be opposed to a 2024 remake of this movie with Will Ferrell as the attorney and John C. Riley playing Albert.
2: Yeah. Dear Disney, we have an idea for you.
1: Yes. All right. Well, first question. What is today's impact on this movie?
2: Oh, I think none of this would happen because the lab would be much more secure. Well, maybe not. But you would
1: think. Yeah, you would think, but then also they wouldn't actually have it being called gamma radiation. They would have to have some. It have to be called something else, simply because of the Hulk attribute. Mm -hmm. Because then you'd have kids saying, "Hey, when's that duck gonna get angry and get all mad and start? Oh, he's laying an egg. (laughs) That's not what a duck. He's a she." Yes, so uh, we we have we have a transgender duck in this movie.
2: Uh, well, Disney was
1: very progressive.
2: No, we don't know how Charlie identifies. We only know what other people are calling Charlie. Which, I mean, they establish it's a female duck; she's laying eggs. But they do like we're getting off track. But yeah, like the I think we talked about this at the beginning. There's inconsistency in what everyone else is labeling Charlie.
1: Okay, my one question with that is, if a duck has been exposed to radioactivity, and I know I'm going way far science, could it not be changed into a different gendered duck by the mutations from the act radioactive radioactivity? Therefore, it was regendered against its will.
2: Hmm. I don't know. So, gender is a construct, but, like, biological sex is the thing that would be changed. But I don't know, like, I don't know.
1: I'm not a biologist. (laughs) If you are a biologist, please write in and tell us what I got wrong.
2: If we're digging ourselves a hole and we need you to help us get out of it.
1: Yes. Yes. And tell us where the gold eggs are laid. You can do that at Be kind, Rewind, dmp at gmail.com. Of course, the DMP stands for Disney Movie Podcast. And if you write in, we will read your comment on a future episode. So, but getting back past the breed duck that brought us to a screeching halt. <laughs> um... I can't really think of anything else that today's impact has on this movie other than the other than that.
2: Yeah, I could see like if they did this again, it would be pretty much the same thing as it is. Just like a silly um trying to be smart smart, but mostly like slapstick comedy with like some big name actor making a fool of himself.
1: AKA Will Will Farrell, John C. Riley, and Kristen Wiig.
2: Okay, yes. I'm here for that.
1: Dear Disney, we know you're listening. You hear everything that the word Disney is ever recorded in. Please make this movie. You don't even have to pay us. Just give us free tickets to the premiere. I like it. Okay. Um, next question. How is this movie mirrored in culture? It's not. Gamma radiation, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did... The Incredible Hulk come before this movie. I don't. I don't know when that started. Well, actually, like the comics would have already been out probably. So maybe not the show, but the Hulk the character in the comics would have already existed. So, but uh... the
1: Incredible Hulk number one was actually released in 1962. So this okay. was eight years prior to the Million Dollar Dog.
2: So this gamma thing is like mirroring culture not being mirrored in culture right
1: I could I could see that
2: but other than that there's really nothing I mean I wonder how many people knew about this before you assigned it last week
1: and how many people are wondering why we know about it now
2: yeah I want to know how you knew about it to assign it well I guess because you have like a big database of movies yeah. for us to watch
1: yes I have the the Disney movie database, which is constantly being updated as we go. All right. Third and final question, which is probably going to have a four-word answer. How does it fit into today's society? It does not fit. That's four words.
2: I was like, it doesn't? That's two words.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and put a little shiny red bow on Charlie Duck. Send him back to the duck farm that he almost was confined to for half the movie. Which would have made for a totally different Disney movie. And we will turn our, turn our attention to the next movie that we will be covering. We actually are going to give you two pieces of um, homework. Because I don't know when one of these is going to be released. We are going to be on a interview show covering the 1992 which I know we aren't in the 1990s yet but the 1992 Disney movie Newsies because we are going to be talking to one of the dancers in that movie so that is your first bit of homework it will be released the the recording of the interview will be released sometime around this one and then the next piece for the proper Disney movie podcast is Bed Noms and Broomsticks.
2: I'm excited. Which, I haven't seen that. It's.
1: I don't know if it's supposed to be the sequel to Mary Poppins.
2: That kind of in that vein.
1: Yeah, it's in that vein, but it's starring Angela Lansbury.
2: Yeah, I've um that. Well, I guess we'll talk about this in the episode. I've always been aware of it, never seen it.
1: I have watched it once. I think I fell asleep to it once. So that will be my homework, is to not fall asleep while watching. So, until next week, you need to stay safe, stay hungry, and stay out of the psychobio research labs. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at bekindrewinddmp@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Well, let's go ahead and pause it right now, because we can't top what we've already done.